to a brand new episode of those millennials podcast today i'm your host k the classic aka kev formerly known as boyfriend number two what? uh formerly known as franchise who, i'm giving all my k's who called these are all my k's who called you all these Nigga, these are actually many. these are uh, formerly known as smiles uh, all are, i know them is smiles my, hey, you know smiles. what hold on before we get started shout out to my pops happy birthday pops 50th birthday oh, hey. Happy, happy birthday, birthday. pops! Yeah, hey, yeah. happy! Oh, happy birthday to! Oh, he has the same birthday as the go. Shout out to Michael Jeffrey Jordan's birthday. We're recording on Michael Jeffrey Jordan's birthday. Thanks for taking worry. You know, taking the shine off of pops. Damn, yeah, man, yeah, Mike, God damn. Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't let it breathe. Pops, and pops, still call you smiles. <laughs> I said, shout out to him for having the same birthday as Mike. Go ahead, no, everybody okay. forgot move about on, it. Yeah, move on, yeah, yeah, I don't even know where I'm at anymore. Welcome to those millennials podcast where we give our black ass millennial opinions on the hot, the hoop, and the crazy topics. I'll be your host today. I already said my name. I'm joined by my fellas. Jesse's here, Rail's here. It was good. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we're gonna get into it, but first, I want to give a sh- big shout out to Rihanna. For becoming the first female billionaire woman with a frag- uh, with a fragrance li- uh, line, I want to. If I had an applause button, I would press it right now. Editor, put the put it in. Put the applause in. All right, there we go. So, shout out to Rihanna. Um, when is so that? Me, huh? Oh, you 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 just cut out. You just okay. You just cut out. Never mind. There you go. Okay. When did that? All happen? right. So, uh, we Rihanna became the first billionaire. Uh, woman, first black woman being there off a of fragrance line because okay. of her. So shout out to Rihanna for doing that. Shout out again, shout out to MJ. Um, <clears throat> I want to get started by uh, these comments that uh, Draymond Green uh, brought up about the uh, a little bit of the unfairness that happens between the media, between team, between player. Um, wow, wow, really, 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 that's, that's what we're doing. For for our listeners, Ro just took a, a jack bottle to the head right now. So oh since you God. said you well, look this, why why yeah. the podcast listeners can't see what you just did? No, so I'm um, just they don't them. see it. It's called prepping for the show. They don't see behind the um, curtain. It's like wrestling. You don't show them the moves. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> so Ro, let's let me start with you since you since you ready, you prepping behind the curtain. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from Draymond's comments? He said a lot of stuff that which I ninety percent I agree with them, but you know, can you uh, can you just give a uh, a little preview, a brief synopsis of what you're saying? Yeah. He was just talking about the unfairness between when a player um, <clears throat> chooses to the difference between a team how they treat players when they're they're unhappy and they kind of want to leave, and they're for the player it's they're supposed to be professional and do everything in a professional way when when the team wants to get rid of you they could just put out in the media oh yeah we're looking to trade blake griffin 
oh, we're looking to get rid of Andre Drummond. <clears throat> like just the unfairness between that and how he feels like how media should work. But you know, again, I'll speak to when I when I finally talk about my comments. So real, go ahead and you can start. I mean, I just personally feel like it's just a double-edged ed- sword. Like, I agree with 90 to 90% of everything Draymond says. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the end of the day, like, I guess, well, I, I mean, he, he has a point when it comes to how they treat the players. Like, like they, they, they like how they tell them their families have to be moved, you know, like, People have to find places to live. It's, it's a it's a bunch of it's a bunch of variables that go into the fact that when you get traded. But like I said, in, in the context of the grand scheme of what they do, it's 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 fucked up. But like in a, in in the world, like you know you know NBA players or people who play sports, they they lose their sense of, I guess, realism with life around the twenties, because the average person, you know, if if a big company came to us and said, "Kev, you got to move from this side of the company to this side of the company." What are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? You know, so. Right. And you're thriving on one side of the company, but then yeah. you move to the other side and you fail. Not necessarily yeah. fail, but now you're not doing as well. Yeah. You know, but- yeah. So, so, so that, and so, and, and that's why I feel like athletes lose that grip within the day. It's like when you're within a company that shit's going to change. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I, at this point, the NBA is such a controlled business. I don't feel like none of these dudes should take anything personal. I don't think anything anybody's above remiss at this point. Get your bread, sign short deals, you know, do whatever it is. But like, you'd never give. Like, it, it, I used to be on the side. Like, I I, I put it like this: I used to be on the side. Uh, like these, say, like want to know what players got made until uh, what players made until Colin Kaepernick. When come once once this whole Colin Kaepernick situation, and then people start telling me, "Oh, these fucking athletes are millionaires. Why do they have opinions and shit?" So, but in the grand scheme, what they do, it is fucked up. Like to just to for organization just to you know switch on you. So, I don't know. Like I said, I kind of see it both sides as a working man and as somebody. If that was my profession, I would want the same courtesy, you know, that that a star would get. So that's how I think. Um. Yeah. I think it's hard to really try to like compare it to uh, somebody working a regular job, but right. Um, what I will say is because these are professional athletes, like this is their job. Like they, you're, they use you're, their job, but you, I, 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 like you can get criticized no, for yeah, not and, playing and, well. And you're the one of one percent. Like yeah, everybody, like, so, if so everybody can part, fucking dunk a ball, like this. <laughs> that's why I said this is the ten percent. This is the ten percent for me. Go ahead, Jess. Um, I just would say that the the huge difference, and it, uh, of course, it depends on the player, but. You come into a city that you didn't ask to come to. Um, So that's also the business part where it's like a lot of people don't take that into account. You know, I have to go play somewhere I don't want to be. I didn't necessarily want to be. I have to play for people that maybe I don't really uh, necessarily agree with their philosophy. And I will agree with in the sense of that. When you're doing a job, it don't matter if you agree with them. You're doing a job. You're getting paid for your job. You're under contract. Um, I do agree. It's like, you know, once your contract's over, move on. But the way that these teams do this, and this goes for all organized sports, they want to paint you as, they want to paint it as we're family. Everything we do, especially if you're a star player, especially if they want to invest in you and all those things. When that's wrong, when that's wrong, they're really employees. Yeah, and they invest (laughs) in you in the sense of like, we're paying you to do this. 
this, to be the face of our franchise, to represent our team, don't make mistakes, go out into the city and be, you know, a person that invests back into the city, giving back to people, doing, you know, outreach programs, all this stuff. They want you to do a lot for them. And then, you know, out of nowhere, they can say, all right, we're just going to trade you. And my thing is, Draymond's right. And I don't think um, Draymond's right, but it's one of those things where it's not going to matter because this is how the media has always been. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a, a team. And a team wants to do these things. The way that teams leak stuff out, there's always mm-hmm. – the way they leak stuff out and how that you find out about what players do and have done and all that stuff, that's all leaking out from the team to – they're – they're purposely leaking something out. They call it a leak, but it's a it's a per, it's on purpose, so it can be put out there. So yeah, that's be, how Woj, Woj literally gets it from the agents. Like yeah, exactly. So it can Woj be Woj gets it straight from the agents. The agents call him and say, "Hey, put this out." So yeah, all the teams can know exactly. And it's painted <clears throat> to to view a player in a certain way. Um, now, in the case of James Harden, the argument's difficult in the sense of like he did, you know, did lag it for a couple. He did you know, three weeks. Yeah, but he Draymond's right. You guys expected him to go show up, and he said he doesn't want to be here. And you the team didn't be professional. Yeah. yeah, the team didn't acquiesce. The team didn't say, you know what, we're gonna sit there, sit you, and get you to the best point. But when it comes to Andre Drummond, who's out there playing every day, giving his, you know, his best, doing what he got to do, team finally saying we can't pay you anymore that big contract, and. <clears throat> We're just gonna sit you until we can find a, a suitable, you know, thing for uh, for you. So it is it is a double standard, and the team doesn't get scrutinized for that, like James Harden did. He didn't. I believe James Harden deserved his scrutiny, but teams deserve their scrutiny as well. You got to do the same thing. 100%. But the media doesn't do that, and it's not gonna change. Is he right? Yes, it's always been like this, but it's always been like this because the media at the end of the day controls how the fans are going to view things. And the thing is, we learned that. Now, I really like, you know, this is when I really took a complete step back is when Stephen A did his old thing against mm-hmm. KD with, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. <laughs> Camera, that was a great day. Like, that was a great day. I, that was a great was, day on first take. And he take. was talking like he was a, a mob boss. But he was, understood what he can that was a, do. That was crazy. I forgot he, he did that. He understood. I think he, I think he uh, overestimated what he can do. But he yeah. understood from there on, I can write nothing but negative things about you. I can put out everything I've ever heard about. Imagine the ego. Imagine the ego of the person to do that to a professional athlete. Like not just, not just a professional athlete. Like a top, a top 10 player possibly of all time. Exactly. Imagine the ego. And top 15 right now, but top 10 for sure. He has enough of a following and he has a big enough, uh, you know, outlet in ESPN that he could put something out there that would be talked about for the rest of the week. All right, so I want to stay on this Draymond thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jess. Um, I'm going to say this quote, so so I think we can pull from this one because uh, I, I like where Draymond went with this one. This is one I 100% agree with. When he says, everyone wants to say that young men can't figure can't figure out, can't figure it out, but no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. Now, we – especially that guy, Rail. I'm pointing at Rail. Um, we're quick to call players that 
go to certain organizations and saying, oh, I'm not going to say the word bust, but oh, he's not good or he's weak or he's trash. Like, like right now, I feel like this, I feel this, I feel about, uh, I feel about Kevin Knox this way, right? Where the Knicks are looking to move Knox because he's, you know, they have a lot of younger players and he's not getting the play time that they like, he's, he didn't produce in his first year. Right. Yeah. So now like the Knicks are trying to move him when I, in my mind, I'm like, man's been in the league three years like two years I, like, I, I, why are you thing. trying yeah, to get yeah. rid i just don't see it with him kev so, so again anyway um this is my see this is my point Drew, to prove my point he's going to an organization like the fucking new york knicks and player and people like jarell like other people who have microphones or whatever um can say that oh he has he doesn't have it or i don't see it with him or He's not skilled. He doesn't have this when it's just like, well, maybe it's the organization's fault, right? Maybe this is an organizational failure. Again, look at the evidence. We're talking about the New York Knicks. Like, again, and if he goes to another organization and then this result happens, okay, then that then that makes it a little more clear. But like just to say with one player goes to one organization and they don't pan out the way certain people thought they would pan out. I feel like that's wrong, and I'm I've been I'm off that island now. Unless they, you have to fail multiple times for me now to be like to just completely give. You have to be completely lost out there now for me to just be like, all right, he can't play. Kevin Knox, I've watched a couple of Nick games. While again, he does look a little lost. He he, you know, his jumper is not where it probably should be, but I can see it with Kevin Knox. Send him into an organization. Like like the Mavericks, you tell me they can't use them. Send send them to an organization like, um, I just feel like it's Michael Kidd Gilchrist all over again. Send them to the an, uh, use them. Send me send them to the Warriors. Like send them to a what the hell send did them to send them to the shoot? send them to the Celtics. Like send them to one of these organizations that could actually use him. So and we'll see what he has. Question. You'll prefer Toscano or Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Okay, then. <laughs> that's what I said. They can use him. Uh, hold on, hold on. But that's playing, that's like who Steph is playing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. My point exactly. If people like, expect Steph to be like LeBron James okay, like, and it, take it, them to the playoffs and win a win series. 100%. Playing with. Like and if, it's just like. like again, <laughs> again. And, and then the other side of this coin, like James Wiseman, like, you know, shout out to him. Like, again. He's having a rough right now. He got to, he's got, you know, after being praised all this time, he's been taken out of the starting lineup. You know, Steve Kerr doesn't quite know what to do with him because he makes mistakes on the court, which he's going to make mistakes. Everybody was praising him and I was too. Like, I still think he has plenty of upside and he's going to be great. Huh? No, I'm talking about before you, I'm talking about before his injury. The difference is the problem is Um, you can't, but he's gone. I, I trust what's going to happen with him because he's under the wars. He's under Steve Kerr. Like I trust what's going to happen with Jim. Now imagine if James Wiseman would have went to the Timberwolves, like, you know, something, something different could have happened. Right. Like, it's just like the same thing was like Anthony Edwards, like shout out to him for actually still balling. Shout out to him for getting his career high against the Lakers against, you know, one of his, his idols, LeBron James. Like it just, for me, like I'm, I'm off that. Like I'm like, we should put more pressure on these organizations than just immediately saying, Oh, this player doesn't have it or he he doesn't he doesn't pan out 
like you got to show me more and 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 move to different organizations for me to be on that wave. I, mean, I just I just see I just see it as even if you're in a bad organization, I got to see some flashes. You know, I've seen like, Kevin Knox flashes. No, I've seen them. I've seen Kevin Knox flashes. I I've seen a summer league his first year. Mm-hmm. That was it. You don't watch enough Nick games, then, bro. Continue though. No, I, look, I agree. I'm watching the game this year. He doesn't play this year. I agree. I'm and talking about last year. I agree, but my thing is like it won like fucking 16 games. It, it's hard. It's hard <laughs> because it's one of those things because you can't really evaluate talent when it comes to like poor organizations. Like when we right. talk about poor organizations that do that are literally there just to make money. Yep. I I, I don't want to. I I. I I mean, this is a great example, but switching sports. All right, we got uh, David Carr. David Carr, right? Derek is the one that's in the NFL. So we got David Carr, right? Came in, top prospect, yeah. everything. He yeah. got sacked out of his mind for the first Off, two terrible years offensive of line. his season. Of, and ever since then, was not the same. Yep. And then you compare that to other players that – you know, you give them a good enough offensive line, you give them a time to develop those things. Like there's so many factors that go into a player being good that they don't account for that. They just say, you're the savior. You got to go win with what we put, give you. And that's a right now it's, it's a right now in, in, in both of those in basketball and football, it's like, okay, you're, you're a high lottery pick. Okay. We're going to throw you out there. We want to see you produce. Let me ask you this. Real. Let, me ask, let me ask you this question then. Do you guys agree with Deshaun Watson? With, with Deshaun I mean, Watson? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get, yeah. get out of there. Do you agree with yeah. Desha- what Deshaun Watson doing? Oh, yeah. That he wants to get out of there? Fuck yeah. 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 Nah, that's the Colts fan. You just saying that because you're a Colts fan. You just want him out of your division. I definitely no, want him no, out of no, my no, division. But been, the, even I, if he I, wasn't in my division, moment, I'd want him out. The moment that Hopkins... Was, man, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. The moment Hopkins was traded, I was like... I don't know how Deshaun Watson is supposed to show up. Like, I don't but, he, know but what... here's the thing, though. I mean, he just signed that four year. He just signed for the Gouda. And and that's the problem I have with it because I signed the paper. You guys are not doing your part. I signed the <laughs> and I did, I went and threw four thousand yards. I did what I was supposed to do. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I don't blame him. I'm just saying, like, I admire you. I don't blame him. I just, I just. I'm, Imagine real Jesse. Imagine real being the one that signed that that's that side with with organizations. No, 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 no. You're so that's you sound like it. No, what I'm saying is that you Republican too. No, no. What I'm what I'm saying is that they hold all the cards. They do, but they do. My thing is, I'm not. But this is what the thing is. A lot of people forget that Kobe did this, but Kobe did this to the Lakers. Trade me. When he was, remember, after that year, that last year he played with Kawhi before he said, trade me. Why? I will say this, he, I will say this, Jesse. It's a little pushed, different. For, it's a little different. Kobe's an all-time great. No, no, I, 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 I love Deshaun Watson. No, no, no. I'm saying Kobe. Guess actually, what, I hate Deshaun. What? Why did I just lie to you? I hate Deshaun Watson because he's my and guess dude, what? And I know guess what? Good. And guess what? When, and when Kobe said, trade me, we said, go sit your ass down somewhere. But they made moves. Yeah. We can't. Um, we did. We added Gasol. We and we that's almost traded for Ben Gordon that year. That's what it's about. I'm gonna flex the power I have. Make moves. That that's it. That's what it's all about. It's not really necessarily about being actually traded. I I actually think the Sean wants that wants completely out of this that fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> but look at Russell West. Uh, Russell Wilson. I want out. Or that's it, Sierra doing. That's that Sierra. He, that, he, no, that's Sierra doing. I'm blaming Sierra. 
Sierra tried Honestly, to get, did Deshaun Watson. I'm tired of getting killed. Like this is the thing about teams where it's just like, hey, this is what you get. Go out there. And the Colts are about to get JJ Watt, so Deshaun Watson just just come over. Y'all ain't getting JJ Watt. <laughs> He's a Buffalo Bill. He fits right in. He's a guaranteed Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? But you know that what? So it just seems like the state, the state of sports, like a lot of players are doing this. It's the power move now because they're going to these organizations like, fuck you. Why would I want they're to- seeing their NFL. The NFL players are seeing what NBA players are doing. It's like, okay, I signed the money. Trade me. <laughs> they saw what Anthony Davis did. They saw what Jimmy Butler did. They saw what punk-ass James Harden did. Like, they seen, they saw all this. Now, is it gonna work that much in football? Is it gonna work? The, we don't know because it's it's, it's no. probably not. But in the NBA, but let let the next dip, we they'll figure it, it out in the next in the next bargaining. I mean, I personally personally I personally like it because I feel like you care about your legacy. Yeah, you. Can, I want to win. I just yeah. want to. I want to win and I want to be able to walk it's 10 years from now. How about that part? I want to be able to walk 10 years from now. And I, hate, <laughs> I hate the old narrative where it's like, well, you know, back in the day, we guys stuck it out for, for eight, eight or nine years. But it's like, oh, man, don't get me started. And maybe towards the end, I could talk about how awful that pie was with Bill and fucking Charles Barkley. Yeah. I know you were still real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jess, did you listen to it? Yeah, it was bad. I'll say it for the end of the pie. I waste my God, me and the waste my time. You know, I got more rebounds. God, <laughs> fucking damn, Charles Barkley. <laughs> he said that about eight times, Kev. First and foremost, the, this idea of back in my day doesn't mean that it's right. The and then he claims he that it was wrong. Okay, we're right here. Let's get it. Did it um, shit dead? You just what about okay, um, what about what about that shit? Carmelo said on so Knuckleheads pod. For if those I, who don't know don't that, the, the that, that that aren't following, uh, Charles Barkley uh, J- on Bill Simmons' podcast uh, was it yesterday or today. I forgot which day it was. Tuesday. Um, uh, Bill, uh, Charles Barkley came on and they talked about um, a lot of things basketball, mostly uh, players that resemble Chuck. Chuck talking about uh, Joel Embiid. He talked about. Um, uh, when I'm trying to think of another player. He talked about uh, <clears throat> Blake Griffin. He, he talked about he talked about a whole bunch of players. He talked about a lot of stuff. Um, mostly the pod. He talked about the Warriors. It was a lot of him talking about just Porzingis not being able to post up, which he's not a post up player. Like I don't care. He just keeps bringing up his Porzingis being seven three. Yes, Porzingis seven three, but the man weighs a hundred and. 12 maybe like who is he posting up right like in i can tell you from the pods that i listen to that chris asperzingas is not uh first of all i think he's still hurt and second he's not a good post-up player period no, like he's he, never no, he was, not mean, even in new no, york who, he was a good post-up player so i don't know why charles <laughs> choose to always bring up the fact like if he's seven three they got little dudes who six six on him all you got to do is put him in the post and have him turn around. And like, but you know what? But uh, you know what's funny? The Thursday that they 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 played um, the Warriors, he was like, "The Warriors got nobody on the team over six seven, so they better go ahead and uh, post that." Porzingis better have forty touches today in the post. So the stuff we were talking about. So I kind of do agree with him on the Zion thing, though. So the Zion thing, he kind of didn't make sense. Zion uses his athleticism for offense only. 
he does not use him for rebounds and defense, which is weird because in Duke, he looked it awesome on both sides of the ball. He looked like he was going to be Draymond Green on defense and Charles Barkley on offense. Like that's what we, that's like the perfect vision of what we saw Zion to be right. Like, like that player. And I agree Zion for as big as he is. And as much as his, he does damage in the, in the post. And I know he's one of the best offensive rebounders in, in the game right now. He should have more. He should have. He should average more than seven rebounds a game. Or no, he should be. No, he should be eleven. He 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 should definitely. Easily. So that but, but that you know part. Steven so that part. I, so that part I agree with. So and like, Lonzo still's a lot too. Steven Adams and Lonzo still. I was say yeah, like the, they have good like Eric Gordon. I mean, Eric, I mean, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is a good rebounding guard. Yeah, you know, a good rebounding guard. Even when he wants to rebound, you got what's his name? Uh, Bi is a good rebound. Like B. like there's I don't like I don't I don't understand like you know who doesn't have an excuse. AD doesn't have an excuse for what he showed. <laughs> I agree with that. Anyway, we, we don't no, get to that back, the Laker part back, of that. Back to that argument. But if you look at the NBA, just looking at NBA, I don't want to go to other. Let's just go down. I'm not going to go through every team, but let's just name teams and we'll just say good organization, bad organization. Oh, this is going to be easy. Easy. Timberwolves. Bad organization. Yeah. Why? How long have we been saying since since Cat's been there? They were supposed to be this team that's supposed to be. Oh man, they're a team to look out for. They're a team to All look out for. That, how long? I'm be honest with you too. I bought Cats. Timberwolves stock. I saw. Then y'all, y'all. I'm sure y'all saw the stat. It was rolling around Twitter uh, the, for a couple of days that D'Lo and Cat only played six games together since yeah. they've been on the same team together. They've only played six games together. That is crazy. Because um, most of last year, and then they had COVID. And, D- and, and D-Lo, yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I, I didn't, I never bought stock. Like I, t- I jokingly say, you guys want your super friends together? Go, go get D book, so you guys could be the worst team, the worst defensive team, damn near ever. Um, but yeah, Timberwolves bad organization. Keep going. Timberwolves bad organization. Cleveland Cavaliers bad organization. Bad organization. It, unless they have LeBron James on the team. Yeah, or 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 in three years when, when LeBron goes back to own buys the team. Uh, Miami Heat, good organization. Miami's good. Great organization. Boston good. Celtics, good. Mm. Good. They have structure. Organization. They have structure. They have structure. No, no, you can't. They can't hum that. They have structure. They have structure, but they got structure. Daddy H. You just keep getting picks. I don't know what's you. <laughs> you haven't got to one ring, but you got all the picks. Uh, but I do think they're a good organization. Toronto Raptors. Good organization. Bad organization. Into, turned into a good organization. What? Bad turned into a good organization, right? Oh, yes. Turned into a good organization. Turned into yep. a good organization. Really? Yeah, we got, who else is there? The Wizards. Bad organization. Terrible organization. If you find out what goes on in that organization, you would be like, but I, you play I mean, if you, this is a whole different topic, but I mean, Knicks. like um, the Knicks, I mean, don't get me started, start the Knicks. But um, like how many of these organizations try to win? Like none of them, not, not a lot of them. But no. here's the thing though. There's only so many good players. Good. I you, just to, you just have to draft well. No, draft yeah, but well. sometimes okay, but see, this is this is okay. So this draft. is why I agree with the Celtics. This is why I said I said hmm, to the Celtics. So you said they're a good organization, right? How many? There's only so many good players. We all agree, right? Like the 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 tea leaves were out there. They had the 
the the stuff to get Anthony Davis. If you tell me, even if it's for a loner year, you put Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart uh, at the time, and you put AD on that team, you don't think that team would have won the East two but years they, ago? They had to give up one of them. Give them up. up. Give them up. You don't. You don't. You don't think that. Would, you don't think that team would have won. Or, or no, I don't. I would have up Jalen Brown. Not no offense to him, he's a great player. Again, Masai is gonna walk around like a prophet because he put his money where his fucking mouth was, and he again he probably he knew he Kawhi wasn't gonna he stay. He rolled the dice. He rolled the dice. No, he probably he had saying. a chance. He, he had a chance. That's what I'm saying. He rolled the dice and he won, and he's gonna be. But but here's you know, the thing, though. There, there's gonna, gonna be, be king in fucking Canada for there's ever. There's gonna be times where it may not work. It may not work when you roll the dice. A hundred percent. But go. for players of AD's caliber, when a, when one of those guys become available and you have enough in your chest to acquire one of them, and you're Don't this like it. you just went like the last two two years prior to that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They battled against LeBron and then went to LeBron and took LeBron to Game Seven of the Finals. You tell me they added Anthony if they add Anthony Davis, they don't go to the finals that year. If what? it's just AD and Tatum, I know I don't. I don't see it. And Marcus Smart, Tatum, Marcus Smart, who's the uh, uh, Terry Rose, good Terry Rose year, Gordon Hayward. What? Gordon Hayward. Seriously? They had a deep. They have a deep. They squad. were deep squad. They that, had, that team wouldn't. That was that their. Team. That was the, everything about them that they had so many players at the same. They had the all those assets to acquire. Now. They did have all those assets to acquire. I don't a see of AD's caliber. That was the whole purpose of their chest of toys that they had. Well, they would have. They should have went for Anthony Davis, and then they missed that on the Anthony Davis thing, right? They had a chance to get Kawhi. They had a chance to get PG. Like we, like the Celtics get so many. Pa- they had a well, chance to get Jimmy Butler. They had so many. They get so many passes, and, and nobody wants to bring him up. Hold and hold and hold, and just hold and hold on to these assets. The all these players, all like they, they're 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 treating it like no superstars were available and came on market in the last five years when a lot of superstars came on market. But the thing, the only reason I would say that, no, I agree with that. No, I, I agree with that. Say that. I agree. The I agree with that. Fucked them. The Kyrie trade fucked them. What do you mean? They, they, they got off. Of, they got off of Isaiah Thomas. What are you talking right, about? Exactly. How, how much? How did Kyrie really trade? Tra- they they made good out of that one. They didn't really like fuck them over. I mean, they, they went all in with that guy. with that with that Hayward Horford Brown Tatum roster, and they got nothing out of it. That's what I'm saying. They went all in. Yeah, but no, they could have. No, they could have. They did not go all in. That did more. You, you, you can't say that. They saying. did not go all the in. The reason they, why I'm saying I just named four stars that could have went. The reason why I'm saying they're a good organization because they scout very well. Still, they yeah. know how to make picks. They just Danny Age is just afraid to make it uh, to pull the plug. That 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 that's really what it is. They could have had another Boston title or at least another com- yeah. uh, finals appearance. Like who knows. <laughs> Like who 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 knows? Yeah, but, um, I agree with you, you know. on taking a chance. They Danny Age needs to because you're saying it's too late now. He doesn't have the, the most toys anymore. OKC got all the assets now. OKC got all the draft assets or or you want to talk I about mean, um? Yeah. We don't care about that. Pelicans or. But the thing, what I'm trying to say is like, you look at that team now. They're they are struggling. They are struggling, and you could say, "Oh, injuries, all this and that." They're, they're, they are gonna, they are gonna stay there. That is where they're gonna stay. And you had an opportunity to take a chance, 
and yeah. you didn't take that chance. Now your team's going to stay middle of the road because there is no big like move you can really make. What you're going to go get Drummond? You're going to go get Blake Griffin? Like those are not going to turn your organization around. Oh, oh wait, Jesse, they they've been rumored for Bradley Bill, just like they was rumored for Jimmy Butler, just like they were rumored for James Harden, just like they were rumored for Paul George, just like they were rumored Bradley for Bill Kawhi Leonard. That team. Yeah, I, I mean. And this is I, my point. But the Wizards are a bad team, so they may take Kemba and just go with it. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, in the sense of there's more, like you said, how many teams are actually trying to win? How many good organizations are actually good organizations? There's more bad organizations. The Warriors, the Warriors went for it this year. The Warriors yeah. went for it. Like, it, again, it didn't, it, they got slapped in the face because of the, 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 uh, the Clay Thompson injury, but they went for it. Even when Clay got hurt, they yeah. put their money where their mouth was. And they, and, and I honestly, the Warriors, the Warriors will be heard from, if not this year, next year, because they still got that really, really good Timberwolves pick that yeah. the Timberwolves suck. So they're going to get another top, you know, top three, top hey, four. Can I, tell you, hey, can, I, can I tell you about something I saw over the weekend uh, before we move on? Yeah. Are you, uh, um, did you guys yeah, watch that? My transition. Uh, did you guys watch that um, Suns, that Suns Sixers game on Sunday, Saturday? Came on about noon? Uh, no. No, I was at work. I really a hey, if you can go see highlights from that game. So book book started cooking around in the fourth quarter. He finished with like thirty six. He hit two, but the whole time he was going at Ben Simmons' neck. And then I was thinking about I was wondering why I was like, what the fuck? Like why is book like I'm talking about like if you go see the video, like he's talking to Ben Simmons, like you you can't. Oh, didn't they date run. the same Kardashian? Yeah, like, yeah, like, and, yeah. Then I found out you know ben, book is with Kendall. And yeah, yeah. that was Ben Simmons' ex. And I was like, this shit is real. And then, and then the other night, Clarkson, who's, I guess, her fucking best friend. Best friend, yeah. They went for it. I am, I'm proud of Clarkson, though. They they went for 40 against each other. Like, I said, this this goddamn, these dudes really be going at each other over these Charlies, bro. Over really Kardashians. Do. Over Kardashians. Because I, I shit you not, if, I, if you can go pull up to YouTube it, Book hit two to the point to where Chris Paul went over to him in the fourth and told him, like, calm down. And even Eddie Johnson on the commentator was like, he's a like, Chris Paul trying to calm Book down because he's he hit one. And he was like, you can't fucking guard me. And I was like, I said, what is this? I imagine, said, being, that imagine being that angry and that upset was over that those skinny broads. Anyway, um, James Harden, <laughs> James Harden dated a Kardashian. Where was that yesterday, Book? Why right. did <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, right. I, I just wanted to say this in the same way that there's more bad organizations than there is good organizations there is more bad players than there are good players and you see players get traded and they get exposed so I there's there's a lot of that going on as well I just say that what Jay or what Draymond's hoping for is like they're not going to do that because you're you're trying to do this like oh it's a double standard the media plays favorites. If you give me information, then I like you and I'm going to not talk shit about you as a player. And same thing with organizations. So you're trying to control something that not even really organizations really control. You know, this is the media and they make that choice and they're going to choose their team and city over a player. 100%. All right, now moving on to our next topic. Uh, We wanted to save this towards the end because this is still relatively new. So... Uh, I will, what I will suggest, because I don't want you to turn off your podcast, uh, and turn off this listen, because we appreciate you listening. We're going to get into Judas and the black Messiah, but we're going to try our best now. Honestly, now fuck, we're going to do spoilers. 
But my You've my thing is now. this: it it came out. Has it's been on a week or two weeks? It's, it a literally week. came out last week, right? Yeah, it's been out a week. Friday. It's been out a week. So it's been out since Friday. Um. Please pause this pod if you still haven't seen Judas and Messiah, and then come back to it after, and then join in the conversation and see if you agree with me, Rail, or Jesse. Say about that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I will say I watched it yesterday. Um, for those who don't know, it is the story of Fred Hampton. I really think it's the story of William O'Neill. It is. um look up the synopsis is about him it's it's, it's yeah um yeah. it's uh it's placed uh i believe in the 60s right in the early 60s or the 70s 68 68 yeah, late 60s uh in the late 60s um it's during the black panther uh uh movement in um in chicago and this movie is phenomenal uh it did everything that it was supposed to do Mm-hmm. I was pissed off towards the end. Obviously, I was mad. I was sad. I teared up towards the end. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, I know he's getting a lot of praise on the internet, and I'm going to continue it because he, this fucking man did a fucking amazing job. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Jesse's an actor, so I'm going to let him talk about this and let him rock longer because... I cannot fucking imagine. And we could talk about the shit that Lakeith had to go through with his role playing our, you know, an informant uh, for the FBI. Um, I could not imagine playing the role of William O'Neill. Um, like the gravity of that shit. And I know Lakeith talked about some of his struggles playing this role um that he actually had to go through therapy after because he was conflicted because it was so much for him to go through this role and he 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 said and i'm paraphrasing that next time he has a role like this he's gonna uh opt to uh do therapy during well before and during because it it weighed so much on him. And you can kind of see that. Um, but yeah, I got more facts that I'm gonna hit y'all with, but I'm gonna let Jesse rock and then uh Rail, you can hit it right after that. So Jesse, uh you're you're what did you feel about this movie, man? Judas and the Black Messiah. Um I watched it today. Um it's an excellent, excellent movie. I think they did a great job of um not only capturing the period of time but also just capturing the the strength of you know Fred Hampton like his his ability to capture people um mm-hmm. if people didn't know the man was killed at 21 years old that part blew me away one year that part like if out of everything that happened i mean there was a couple stuff that blew me away because like everybody kind of knows i mean not everybody but some people like you know the basic of what what happened fred hampton right but like some of the details stuff like that was the part that blew me away that i didn't know 21 fucking years old my bad just yeah. i i think you know i think daniel Kaluuya did an amazing job i think he did a great job of capturing 
uh, the charisma, capturing the the ability, his orating ability. I think he brought the spirit alive of you know a Fred Hampton. And I, I, I just, it was an excellent movie. I, I, I thought Lakeith Stanfield did a great job of trying to navigate between um, uh, being someone that's claiming to be one thing, but, you know, he's really another. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult, uh, you know, if people don't know it. Uh, here's the thing I will say to people. Um as excellent as this movie is, please do not use this as your way of saying like, oh, I know the Fred Hampton story and I know the Bill O'Neill, what Bill O'Neill did. Nope. Go do your research, research. go do yep. study, go do all those things. This is a, a movie that should prompt you to go learn. Look, yep. The, the, versus just saying you know something. You gotta go learn and understand mm-hmm. that what, there's nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong. With no, that. no, no, no. That's what that's that's this that's is how we that's how everybody learns nowadays. Something yeah. sparks it, and then you go do your own research. You Google, don't know rabbit holes, yeah. YouTube, Google, you know, you do your research. So that's why it's like to me, it's like there is no real like oh spoilers and all that. It's like what you what you should that's if, true. That's if you true. come into it, it's like you'll probably no, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's an autobiography, like yeah, you everybody should know about what happened, and they don't even really. Deep no, but like some people, some people just Fred aren't tapped Hampton into what happened, though. Like, uh, you know, a lot to learn about Fred Hampton. This is about Bill O'Neill and what he did yeah. to the Black Panther yeah. Party yeah. in Chicago. This is about him. And, yeah. you know, you can't tell that story without having Fred Hampton in it and how excellent, you know, how much he played a role in that. But it's like, it, you, there's so much to learn about Fred Hampton and what he was trying to, the point he was trying to get across, what he was trying to do and what he believed in. And even though it, it gives you that in the movie, there's so much that you can learn beyond that by studying him and under, uh, learning about him. But I, I would just say it was, it was, it was wonderfully put together. I, I thought, you know, everybody played the, Cin- the cinematography was real. Like some of these shots was first, first time director. Shaka Kings. Yeah. The first, I, yeah. Shout out to him. Sundance, like shout out to him. He was, he's a Sundance director that didn't have a really good Sundance I mean, and him. He was the, like, he was, he, it was him and only one other director at Sundance that year. And everybody knows who that one director was Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you know, I, they became I would, friends off of that, and he yeah. he Ryan Coogler produces movie, obviously, and he gave son uh uh what's it, I, I always forget what's his first name? I'm sorry, Shaka 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 King. Yeah, I don't want to say it wrong. Uh, yeah. and he he gave him, he gave him the keys to direct, and he did he he not like what a way to Empowered. start your fucking career, bro. Empowered like what a life. way. I mean, he did. This is his second movie, but like, what a way to like, bro! I'll fucking bow, yeah. bro. I, and I will just say this: um, this is on the level of if you haven't seen the Malcolm X movie by um, Spike Lee, definitely go watch that. But you should. This is on the level of that. It's that big of a movie. It's that informative. It's that you know capturing. It captures exactly. Like I will also say, if y'all thought we were doing some, and you watched this movie. You need to understand, we got, a, there is, we did the bare minimum of stuff 
of using our voice, of being out there on the street and everything. We did the bare minimum. And that's why today people can still do bullshit and act like this summer, last summer did not happen and just continue to do their shit. So I would just say that it's an amazing movie. It's an excellent storytelling. It showed numerous sides. It showed where people were wrong in, in things that they did. And, um, you know, but... I, I would just say anybody that really is that person that tries to be the, uh, the person that like criticizes black people when we're talking about like how things go through us, I would just tell you, look at Bill O'Neill and understand that that's who I'm going to look at you as from here on out. <laughs> like I would look at you and I'm going to call you Wild Bill because it's just one of those things where it's like, Wild Bill. Yeah, man. But I, I would say um, they did an excellent job. I, I keep saying that, but I don't want to give too much. And I don't, you know, I'm not here to criticize the movie. The cinematography was amazing. How they yep. started the movie and how, how they, they ended started the, the movie was the dope. movie was beautiful. The song, look at them flames up in yeah, the sky. Yeah, how they uh, weaved in between telling so much they had so much they had to do only problem i had is uh, the crowns with with the green kango hats whack <laughs> won't say that today face though <laughs> I, will, I will definitely not say that today face i, I was just bullshit that was a big exactly. nice hat that i had on man that was, that go was to dope. chicago now Kev. i would say this they still i would say this about the movie um I personally, uh, I personally loved it, man. Like, like I think movies like this are really important. Like, I put things, I always put things in the context of life. Like, you know, like my grandmother lived in Chicago in, in the seventies, you know. So, so she always talked about it, you know. And so, my mom was born in seventy one. You know, sixteen years later, I was born in eighty eight. You know, like look at the timeline of this movie. You know, he was he was he was killed in nineteen sixty nine. December 4th, you know, I always remember that because Jay-Z said the line, I was born on the same day and had Fred Hampton died. died. You know? Mm-hmm. And now that's in the new song. Yeah. Look, yeah. look, Jay. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about that line. Go ahead, man. But we can talk about it after. Go ahead. But, but I mean, but just, just the context of how, like, it made me proud to see our power, like, amongst our people at that time where, like, we moved in unison. Where it was like it was positivity amongst everybody. Where it, even if we were separated, it was like we took like like it was almost like an Italian family, you know. And 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 then, but like because there's some people like especially some people who honestly listen to this podcast. A couple motherfuckers I've gone to it re- recently who talk about who say that we play on racism, like you know you we we, we you know it's like a it's like a it's like a hurt ankle, you know you only notice it if you keep limping on it. This is literally somebody who, 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 who I've worked with, who I, that I listen to this podcast. I'm going to tell you who it is up there. And, 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 I, I will and, say that I know this person is not black, but continue. Yeah, no, he isn't. Okay, continue. Yeah, but of course he isn't. But I mean, and it just, <laughs> and, and the fact that they wanted to find something on him so much just lets you know. This trust shit that we have with the government and police, this shit ain't just start to like ten minutes ago. It's been built in. You think those people who were racist and those racist cops, who say you were just a normal racist cop, 
and you didn't beat niggas as say you didn't beat niggas twice as much. No yeah. racist cop is funny, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but continue. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> Say you were just racist because it, everybody else was doing it. Like you just you just were racist because it was just cool to be racist. Like right. you only beat niggas in public, but like you, you really you thought Jim Brown was the shit. And you're like, damn, that motherfucker Jesse Owens could run. So but <laughs> never <laughs> so but say you was one of them kind of racist, like the motherfuckers are still were still racist and became police chiefs. Then people are like you didn't fire everybody from fucking police forces. You think they purged every racist person from the Oakland PD and those police forces? You don't think the motherfuckers had families and, and and relatives that moved up within those ranks and became uh police chiefs and that? You don't. You know what I'm saying? It's invested. It's a fucking root. It's a good old boys club. So that's all. That's why that just like to prove the point that I think that black people have a trust issue with today. <laughs> And, uh, and I'm glad it, 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 it enlightened it because there's some people who didn't know the story. And I knew the story, but it was the first, it was my first time seeing it, and I'm glad it happened. So um, um, I, I just wanted to top that with like all right. So I also just barely watched uh Just Mercy. I've been, you know, I, I the last couple of days I've been watching a bunch of movies and I I've been loving them all. Just Mercy, I like, and then I looked up like, like the rating and it, it got on INDB, and then I saw some user um, comments, good comments, but that's awesome, and they put like, this is inspirational, this is foundational, this is this, and I was like, no, the fuck, it's not. This is not inspirational. This is not. This is none of that. If stuff. People can get inspiration out of anything. Jess, what do you, no, what do you mean? No, this is not the that story. It, it it's. It's far from inspirational. It should piss you off. That's it. When you see a fan, a friend half the story, it should piss you off. These things yeah. shouldn't like it should inspire us in the sense that we can do more. We can be more. We are more. And, but in the sense of a man being wherever there's people, there is power. Exactly. But in the sense of of the story and just mercy and a man is wrongly accused and they did anything to just l- put that man in prison and they didn't they didn't do their jobs correctly you're sitting there saying it's inspirational that he got out <laughs> it's inspirational that i had to spend 15 years this in- hasn't been brought up enough the man went to fucking prison for fucking ice cream oh in in uh in judas in the black West. yes he Fred went to, to fucking ice cream. They prison for fucking ice cream so the, um, during the documentary, uh, I I haven't watched it. Yet. I plan on watching it, but I I was listening to somebody who has watched it, and he was talking about they tried to get Fred Hampton for literally everything. Yeah. He was squeaky clean. They tried to get him for drugs. They tried to get him for girls. They tried to get him for 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 car shit. He, the man was squeaky clean. They couldn't get him for literally anything you saw in the movies uh the first time he went into the the bar to to meet with the crowns to go pass out flyers for everything mm-hmm. he what did he immediately do in the car he took away everybody's took weapons the put them in the glove box put, put everybody's in- weapons away yeah took that he away. he, he himself was never with a, never had a firearm i got a question for y'all he never y'all- had a knife on him. he was never like he he was squeaky clean and they, like they tried again 21 year old like the imagine the insight of like being and that young think about and that. literally everybody around you stays with their weapons stay strapped up and you're like 
I, me, I can't do that. I know I, I have a different path. Like the only time you saw him get upset is when Bill was trying to when talk he to was going girl. through one of his thing was going when he fell when he had the bombs in the trunk when, when he, he was about to, to set when him up. He, yeah, when, when he, he tried, tried to set him up to do something. Yeah. Um, do, you, do y'all think? Do y'all think? Um, Bill killed himself. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? I mean, I mean, I'm. No, I mean, I think that's just, I think that's just some government shit. He killed until the day that that same video was released on Martin Luther King Day. Mm, yeah, he's gone. I mean, what, uh, my question is: Is there a body? Like, uh, like my thing is, just like killed him for what? They got everything they can. Out they got of everything from him. Like, what, 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 like, what, what, what was the end of it? Put, it, just, it what, just, I guess uh, the reason why you would kill him is to hide like shit that you did illegally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, Man, but he, I mean, he was still in the format for years and years afterwards. That shit. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about uh, uh, Jesse Plum's performance. Um, I wanted to, I don't know how to pronounce Plums, Plums, whatever his last name, Dwight, the, the Fed that he was working with. Yeah. Oh, um, Fat Man Damon. <laughs> You're stupid. Loki, he has Fat Man. He has Matt Damon's face. Um, <laughs> I. So this is the part of the movie I'm, I'm gonna talk about the part of the movie that I didn't like so much because uh, uh, everything that I've seen and heard, they tried to portray that while he was a Fed and he did recruit uh, uh, Bill O'Neill to to infiltrate the Black Panthers. They tried to show him at first of the movie having confliction, like like even him not wanting to kind of uh he wasn't in the idea of that he thinks he's doing something right he like at first they 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 had him thinking that he was doing something right like he was saying the black panthers are the same thing as the clan which is totally false um uh and then when um he found out that one informant from another area i forgot what the guy's name was I, i forget i'm sorry um, one informant uh, lied on another person in the black uh, in in another uh, organization, the Black Panthers, and got killed. And he lied. The informant lied on somebody else so he can save his own ass in the movie. Uh, that's when he kind of had confliction. Was like your snitch lied to get somebody else killed in the organization, and he was like, yeah. And like in his in the, in the other film was like, yeah. Like it's it's great. They're killing each other. Like it's great. This is great for us. Like. And it was just like, like the part that, again, yeah, this, the part that upset me was they showed, they tried to show like he was going to be like a, at least a decent good guy. Like they showed the, like the, the little confliction between him where he, in his off. mind, where he was like, oh, maybe this guy could kind of is, is, you know, is not such a terrible guy, but he's making Bill do, you know, awful things. And, but that part kind of made me mad because, I didn't hear anything about that. I heard Roy with Mitchell was always an asshole. Yeah, and I don't think it was this is like dude. I thought that was just movie shit. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I saw him nothing other than the than the white devil he portrayed on the screen. I, I, my my thing is maybe in the sense of this. Now keep in mind, this is from the viewpoint of uh, Wild uh, Wild Bill. Um. So you can say that even in the interview, he says, I looked at him as like a mentor. So mm-hmm. how do you sell somebody on something? I'm not looking at you as the, uh, as the devil you are. 
So I can't portray that character being that way to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I see have what to, you're saying. He he has to come I off the way I see. As, yeah, he has to come off as a person that is that way because he has to convince them, right? So yeah. in the sense of everybody else on the outside looking in, yeah, he's always an, been an asshole. But to me, he's not an asshole to me. He's being cool with me. He's he's telling me I'm doing the right thing in the sense of I'm getting rid of, I'm I'm taking down a faction of... You know, I mean, he kept saying, oh, this is going to help me get in the, get a job, right? Yeah, all these things. Yeah, no. So it's like all crazy. these things of it's like, so when we're, if we look at it through that viewpoint, because I do agree, I, I was wondering like, and making it seem like he's not such a bad dude. But then when I really thought about it for a second, I was like, it's Bill O'Neill's viewpoint. And Bill O'Neill's viewpoint was he didn't see him as a bad dude until the end, until yeah. he was like, made him start doing things that were just like, whoa and i think that um i think that in that sense of it it's an excellent way of doing that like i think yeah but i do agree with you it it did piss me off at first because it's like that pissed me off i was just and then like literally the next couple shots like after uh i guess he he, you know um um he had a conversation with his boss and he was just like yo like it's not time for you to get more creative with your your informant and that's when he he gave the word to to end yeah once the pressure got onto him that's when yeah it was, it yeah was, this nigga eating steak and lobster and shit he's he a- showed his face <laughs> when the pressure got on him he showed his face and he showed who he really was oh and shout out to little uh what's his name little rail what's his name the the uh, oh yeah that, yes uh little rail yeah, yeah. little rail shout out to little rail because that part right there <laughs> fucked me up because it was like was literally crazy. Fred Hampton looked into a mirror. He was like, "Nah, bro. I like, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm." But it, you could tell it was literally what he was gonna, what he was turning into. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I look flying all the time, but I'm an informant too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing the same shit you doing, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I thought that I thought that part was cool. I thought that was beautifully done. I thought I just they did a great job. I want they did a good job, I, man. I, yeah, I thought I thought uh, I, I, I I'm not a big award person anymore. We better um, be there. We better be at the Oscars. I'll I'm tell you that bi- much. I, I'm not a big yeah. award person anymore. Um, because uh, for for many years, uh, I will take awards from Drill. They don't. They play with our movies. They play with our music. Um, this better win a lot of shit. This better win a lot of shit. And, and I will say this, mm-hmm. like. Both of them should win something, but mm-hmm. Lakeith Stan, uh, Stanfield, like, bra fucking vote. Like, he, again, he did his fucking I was, thing. And I would say this. as a, I, I'm a movie buff. I watch, like, I watch a ton of fucking movies. I see a lot of shit. Like, even, even the movies that they say X movie is the movie that's supposed to win, like, the, the award this year, we better win some awards. Because I think this is one of the best movies I've seen in the last three years. Like, um, look at I don't think it's not up for it. Can't do it. Can't be an Oscar. It can't be it for this year. That's be for twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's be for like twenty twenty two. So anybody that's listening to this and getting mad that it's not on twenty twenty one, understand that all those things were already chosen. Um, yep. Um, but but I mean, I, oh, and I, shout I, out. I mean, we we haven't given her no praise. Uh, Dominique uh, Fishback. She did her thing too. This movie. She played yeah. uh Deborah. She mm-hmm. she did. She killed it as well. Like like there was. Like no performance was bad in this movie, and it's that's to me that's very rare. Like even the smallest roles were were done pretty solidly and pretty damn well. Like even um, 
uh, I don't remember. I don't want to butcher and say anybody's uh, butchers anybody's name, but like there was really nice pockets and, and pieces to this movie where that I really liked. Even the gender dude was. I think that the only really thing, well. only thing I probably, and it's not even. No, I don't want to do that. Never mind. They told, <laughs> they told the story how they could tell it and how tight knit yeah. it was, um, yeah. but not to like go from that story but um like i said i've been watching i've been watching quite a bit of movies yeah uh i finally watched my rainies i finally was able to sum it up and watch it um it being one of my favorite plays um and then i watched one night in miami um both of them are excellent movies and i just want to make one overall point of all three of these movies these are the stories that should be told and be shown and given light. No more of these slave movies. No more of these mm. like, movies that we we understand. This is like, a bar. Say it with your chest, Jesse. I'm, I'm tired of these t- those type of movies. Like, yeah, there's stories that can be told between that and then that, but there's so much that is American history. What we just watched. That yeah. one night in Miami is based off of. It's not a true, you know, story of them having this conversation in a hotel room, but these are based off historical figures and all of these should be given the respect and should be nominated. Will they be? I, I know Ma Rainey's been nominated for Golden Globes already, so we'll uh, we'll see about One Night in Miami and um, the Judas and the Black Messiah next year, but these are the stories because we have so many beautiful stories that we can tell so many stories of people we can tell and we we are going to be the ones that have to tell them and i'm glad we are because we should tell them and we should be given the respect the budget this is the one thing that people brought up about black um black panther when that came out is now people are willing to invest in us and you see what happens when you invest. That's why that movie was so important, Jess. Yeah. We, we all talked about it. I, we, yeah. we we potted about that movie. Like, yeah, we, we like did. When, in, in season one, if you haven't heard that one, we talked about the importance of that movie that like everybody should come out and see it and because this is the one they let us get fully invested Written in. This by is the black one that they let us touch every aspect of the people, movie. So, and, and, you know, and shout out to them because and, I think right now it stands at number two or number three grossest movies of all, of all time as you know, as it should stand. And um, I will also say that it's unfortunate that Judas and the Black Messiah is not a movie that will be seen in theaters. I do think that it that will part, yeah, 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 for sure. Larger impact. God damn you, I Rona. will kind of, I will give my conf- conspiracy. You know, uh, they don't want a Fred Hampton story being uh, talked about around the world, but whatever. I, you know, yeah. it, we do got a pandemic going on. So hey man, put it in. I will you say can this do, too. Do your part and pass and pass somebody your HBO uh, 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 access uh, username. Yeah. Do your. I will part. say this too before we go. Uh, uh, um. I really appreciate, like, you know, you can fantasize, you know, you know, a lot of bad shit about our black history. Let's fantasize some other shit. Let's fantasize some good stories. Let's fantasize some shit that we can, but you know, that we can also have some, like, like the one night in Miami. I put that in the grand context of how fucking big that was. That was to have Jim Brown, like, even though the, like the story is fictionalized, but I, and I put it in the context of what if it was like having, you know, the world like Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, all like, and who was uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X? And how like, did ideals conflict? 
This is the one thing where you had you sit in the room and these are four men where they're talking about stuff and their ideals conflict and yeah. this, and they all want the same thing. But, That's but Jesse, have you like, like when you put it in the context of that time, what they were, you know, like to you know, like Sam Cook, like when, remember she told him, and hey, we don't know no niggas in the house. Mm-hmm. Jim oh, Brown, to, uh, to fucking, Jim Brown. That's what he told Jim Brown. He's fucking Jim Brown. Yeah. Like, do you understand? Just like, who about, he like, is? Was, like, they were best friends. They talk like they're best friends. Said, "I will always have your back. Whatever you plan on doing, you know, I got your back." And told him, "You can't come in the house." Another <laughs> thing. Another thing I found out. Like, I didn't know. Like I, I did my research when I watched this movie. I didn't know that like Muhammad Ali's dad at the time was coming out like denying his relationship with the Nation of Islam and Malcolm X. Like he was against it. If he came after this fight, this is the last fight is Cassius Clay. He came out after this fight. Like, and I put that in the context of things like, damn, imagine that, like they were questioning like his religion. Imagine somebody doing that, like, like, oh, and like, damn, are you going to convert to Nation of Islam? And like, you know, and, and he's hiding it with this so-called terrorist Malcolm X that that that, that mm-hmm. they deem. It's like just that movie, that whole context of that movie. Like, I don't know, maybe I was super stoned when I watched it, but I was like, damn, like this. What Sam like, was thought of, like, so there is a little um, historical inaccuracy. Um, but I'm not going to tell them. Well, none of none, none of it's really true, is it? Like, no, the I'm saying because people end up watching that movie because it's based off of true that one night in Miami happened where they're all there. And no, they, yeah, I, I watched the interview so with Jim happened. Brown. Jim Brown said that conversation didn't happen, but they were yeah, all at that. They were all in the same spot. Yeah, they were there, which is crazy. Crazy. Like, just in Miami, imagine yeah. imagine being in the '60s, you being a jive turkey in Miami <laughs> that night, but. That being said, there is something that in that conversation, people need to understand there's something that's going to happen. And it's it. I understand it's a play. So I understand why they did this and what they're, the overall of the theme of the play. So they did the same thing in the movie. There's something that's going on about Sam Cooke that you guys are going to think like, oh, he did this after that. No, uh, this happened. It's inaccurate in that sense. Sam Cooke's did this first before that night. So and that being said, um, without, all, without that being said, but it, 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 it led, it helped tell the story. And I just think that it's an, it's such an excellent story that, you know, for people just having a conversation, a lot of people won't like movies like this, but it was, it was dynamic. It was great to listen to. And like I said, I would rather see stories like that. I'd rather the same thing with Ma Rainey's, Ma Rainey's Black Bomb. That play is my favorite play in the whole wide world. August Wilson's one of my, is probably my favorite playwright. If not him, it's Susan Laurie Parks. And um, what he did in that conversation, even in that time, what 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 Ma Rainey was talking about how they, you only got something they only use you when you got something to sell when you got something they want when you got something they want that's when you have the power and she and Viola Davis did so, oh, so fucking amazing but that's that's beyond saying and Chadwick Boseman what a excellent final movie excellent, what a way to end it uh, and. Um, I just love those type of stories. I love those type of things. And it's it lends more to real life for me than to go back and tell these same stories. Like to to tell a, a just mercy type of story 
It sucks. It's horrible. But I'm tired of seeing that movie too because it's not it's not having the impact that it's supposed to have. And it's supposed to be making a change in the justice system. And I'd rather us tell stories like those, like a black, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, One Night in Miami, Amar Rainey's Black Bottom, and so many others that are, have been telling us great stories. Also, it came out in 2019, but I barely watched it like two weeks ago. If you want to see another historical, you know, uh, thing for Black people, go watch Wu-Tang, an American saga. <laughs> that shit is hard, too. So those are the type of stories that I really enjoy seeing because it it just gives a different light that we, we go through this and we persevere in this world, even though they do shit to us, like do all that shit to us. We still make it. So, yeah, we don't need any more one night in Hollywood is what Jesse's saying. Um, <laughs> um, I never even watched that movie. <laughs> Hold on with Leo. Um, and, and, yeah, yeah, that that's the one I'm talking about. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess now we can talk about anything you guys want to hit on. Uh, we can end it here. Uh, I think I've been talking about in, this, in the previous uh, in one of the pods. I don't know if this was on a before the pod or a pod, but um. I'm enjoying watching old shows on Hulu. This is like my new thing that I have when I actually have time to watch stuff with uh, when I come home and spend time with my daughter. I, I've i been sitting watching 24 and that like literally it's my shit. I've been just going up the 24 ladder and it's, it's my fucking shit. And I love 24 right now, man. This is, this is the shit I'm consuming right now. Yeah. So when I'm not, uh, when I'm not being a dad or, or both, flying my baby around i'm watching jack barrow and literally <laughs> literally last election <laughs> with 45 it's like a whole jack barrow story uh anyway keep going guys or a 24 story you guys any have any guys anything I, else you guys want to add to i've been on the game of thrones bender yeah i'm going back in i don't know why I plan on going back in there, but I mean, it's not mad. I mean, because honestly, there's not a lot of shows. Like, I try to watch a lot of shows, but I I end up really falling short. So, you know, but I mean, and if there's like a no games on, so I've been going back in, especially if there's bad games that night. So I've been watching. I've been tapping in on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, that's also too because the new season there's a House of Fire coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Did Do y'all you... want to get into the gorilla glue? Oh, we should, I... we should we should have got that in before the pod. I just feel uh, like I'm, I'm just shout... tired. I'm just tired. I, I, let me say this because I know this will probably be a snippet that I, that will probably be used for YouTube. I stay out of woman business for one. Let me let me stay out of this. I stay out of woman business. That's that's one major thing that I do. But in that. The bitch was dumb. This ain't got. Um, this, that's what I'm saying. This ain't got nothing to do with women's business. This is just. This has to do with being. Bitch was dumb. Uh, competent and incompetent, like that. Um, it's stupidity. Like just sh- stupidity. This is how when when being a dummy goes right for somebody. Like she she had the worst. Again, according to her experience, awful. She's 40 years old. She becomes popular on internet. She starts to go funny. She gets a, she 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 makes up. She gets up to like 
20 or 30, $30,000 in the GoFundMe. They do a procedure on the thing for free. They fly her out to LA. She gets a car. She has her own YouTube channel. And I think in her YouTube channel, she has like 4 million views on the first day. Like this is what I hate about the internet. I hate, cl- and then but don't we- get me started on the next couple days where <laughs> girls were putting Gorilla Glue on their vagina. I hate this clout chasing world that we're in like i swear to god like this time that's why some days i literally stay off the internet and it's not even like because who doesn't like a laugh here or there i literally stay off social i should say i stay off social because me again and i'm i'm not a purist in, in the sin like i'm not i'm i'm no saint but like some of this shit just makes me mad like i just hate the clout chasey no yeah world that we've become like it's just stupid yeah yeah honestly instagram is such a i'm i'm, I'm trying to wind myself off of it even though it's, it's a kind of sucks the way you got to promote shit you know but it but it's such a fucking everybody you know it, it's such a like the dude put gorilla glue on his lips we're so like yeah. we're, I, I, yeah. that's going, the thing that's gonna happen to me that, that all I because I and I know she's suing Gorilla Glue. Um I hope she loses. I, I hope I hope I hope what anyway. All they're gonna do <laughs> why should is, she win, Kev? Why yeah, should no, she win? No, no, that's what just that's what that's what Rel said. I said she no, he lose. said he he hopes she loses. He said he hopes she loses. Oh yeah, no, she's not oh, gonna okay. Win. I thought you said oh no 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 like why I said the only thing that's gonna the only thing that's going to happen is they're going to make the fucking label on Gorilla Glue this fucking long. It, like the label on Gorilla Glue is going to be like this though. fucking long. CVS receipt. No, but oh, look, what I'm going to just say is like. I, they I'm, should literally I, put, don't be a dumbass and put this in your hair. Uh, it's like, do you not know what, like when you bought this, we knew what Gorilla Glue was. Since we were children, oh, and her name is her name is Tessica too. So you know, and she's footing. Oh. Look, I stay out of woman. I stay out of woman business. We <laughs> knew what Gorilla Glue was since we were children. That's all I'm gonna say. There's no excuse. That's stupidity. So my question is, what the fuck were you putting in your hair before? Before when you were gluing shit? Because you've been doing it wrong this whole time. And my my girl was glued. <laughs> No pun intended. She was glued to this situation. She was giving me real time updates. And then I had everything I that was happening. Was... And I was just and like after like the fourth update, I was like, like no, like, I, I, like, I, I was like, I was like, honey, I was like, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't also, care. I saw. Uh, I don't know if this was real or not. I don't, I don't this, care. People are so starved for going for. Fucking clout chasing, man. This the, just chasing. the clout chasey world that we live in, bro. And, uh, the girl that put on her 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 vagina hair, you're a dumb bitch. What about the woman um, that permed her vagina hair? <laughs> there was a woman that permed her vagina hair. I don't know if this is real. I just I don't know. This is why this is why I I know guys. I should be helping promote the pod and everything. <laughs> I had to delete all of my social media off my phone because I'm just tired of just like, and I hate sounding like the old man, but this is one of those yeah. days. No, it's like, annoying. Us we, as millennials, we do that a lot, by the way. I know uh, it's been brought up to my attention by a listener that we, we act like we're, we're 45 years old in this spot. Well, I will say this. I've been 45 since eight, I was 18 years old. So <laughs> that's, I, that's I, the way I look. I was 45. 
I, I've been 45 since I, I was 18. So there's a lot of positives about millennials, and there's a lot of things where I just realize, like, damn, that's our fault. Like reality TV, that's our fault. Yeah. That, that was yeah. our fault. Yeah. I, I'll take. But that. all reality TV ain't bad. So, but all, all of it isn't bad. But. Mm, 80% of it is bad. <laughs> that, that was our fault. That's bullshit. <laughs> that, that one was our fault. Like, 80, 80% of it is bad. But it's like... The, hill, the Hills Kev on BET, that's bad. <laughs> I'm not talking about those. <laughs> but I enjoy... Like, I enjoy Naked and Afraid. You know, those ones is cool. Naked and Afraid is so best. It, it, it's for white people, but it's cool. Motherfucker... <laughs> I'm waiting for a black. I'm waiting yeah, for, I'm waiting for like, Serge Ibaka. I need Serge Ibaka on Naked and I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. <laughs> Jarrell needs Serge Ibaka on Naked and Afraid. Nah, nah. You said it first, nigga. Uh, that's too much of a blur, right, Ralph? <laughs> the blur would be about. It would be half of the screen. They need to make it a, a three part episode for Serge Ibaka be on Naked and Afraid. <laughs> somebody call up. Somebody call Discovery. Oh man, I I just. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'm just like, why? And then nigga Serge Ibaka be out there standing like the like the evil boss from Monsters Inc. Three, three-legged man. <laughs> All right, man. We can get out of here. He's gonna get that, bit man. real quick. Serge will be out real quick. <laughs> he gonna be out he's, he, real quick. The man, look, the man, man ain't get on he, him, he's out I, the game. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where exactly where you're from, but my man, you know, he he know how to build a fire. He'd be all right out there <laughs> naked afraid. <laughs> it don't matter because he got a try. <laughs> all right we're definitely gonna end it on that um shout out to all our new listeners we appreciate you guys uh for all our youtube subscribers please if you haven't already please subscribe to you our youtube channel it's at those underscore millennials on youtube.com um follow us on all our socials except jesse who no longer has a social i have them you um, can follow me i just am not on it <laughs> we'll keep you guys posted <laughs> um when it comes back uh, what i was about to say uh please leave uh we've we've had a couple more uh ratings on our on our apple podcast so thank you for those who actually rated our pod please continue that up rate our pod it gets it more out there um leave a comment while you're also there as well um i don't do i, I try not to do this promote thing on every pod but i you know the one pod i do i try to promote everything um and if you want a shorter version of us just talking uh, on YouTube, we have Before the Pie, where is before, where we just literally just talk about damn near anything that hits our brains, where the podcasts are more structured, Before the Pie is not. Um, and the so, only, uh, OnlyFans is coming. Jarrell is doing an OnlyFans for any ladies or men, you know, no where judgment he measures, here. It's, tw- uh, it's 2021. Drill is doing it uh, as OnlyFans for anybody that's interested in that. OnlyFans, uh, OnlyFans link coming soon. I, I'll take five percent, real. Um, all right, uh, thank you for listening. We're those millennials, and we're out. It's twenty twenty one, Kev. I can be who I want to be. I, I those millennials, and we're out.